Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock. And welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. I am very happy to be able to introduce owner Elvis Cadavid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. Cadavid, um, who is one of the co-owners of Vagabond, which has a couple of locations at the Jersey Shore. So welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Now, you've you been... Me okay? Yes, I can. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. you, you've been in the restaurant industry, or I should say this hospitality industry with your fellow co-owner, Tom Harris, for a very long time. But tell us, tell our listeners how you got started, how both of you got into the business and in particular, how you opened up Vagabond. Well, I should say took over Vagabond. Uh, so we're both born and raised locally. He is born and raised in South Philadelphia. I'm from Atlantic City. You know, uh, we're both in the hospitality business for, God, I'm probably close to 30 years since I was 15 years old, busting washing dishes locally in some local establishments. Tommy himself, you know, started pretty early, I believe as a busboy at the Hard Rock Cafe. And we kind of worked our way from casinos to local, you know, popular spots. And when given the opportunity back in 2012, I decided I, I wanted to buy a Vagabond. And so uh, I brought Tommy in as my partner. And uh, ever since then, you know, we've, uh, We've had a, a pretty decent run since then. So we're going into our 11th year, 11th summer, uh, which just started. Um, and, and that's a huge deal, you know, especially because I feel like you took the sto- uh, the, the shore restaurant business by storm, quite literally, because um, <laughs> I believe that you took over after Hurricane Sandy um, had had come through. So I know that that had a huge impact locally. What was that like, you know, moving into a business that was previously owned, but like that you probably had to renovate and, you know, make your own? No, and, and, you're, and you're right. Um, so what happened back in 2012, I was uh, I was actually working at, at, at the Vagabond as a bartender. I'd been laid off from my union job. I was a union sprinkler fitter in May. I got this gig bartending at a local spot called Vagabond, which I already previously known. Um, as a, I was a bartender there until uh, late October, and then our uh, friend Herrick, Her- Superstorm Sandy came on through, and she kind of uh, she made things difficult for us. But in my case, uh, she gave me an opportunity. So what happened was I then bought the business off a good friend I was operating at the time. Uh, that December, uh, we renovated. And we opened back up March 22nd of 2013. Which is really amazing. And I I feel like you probably, because you were already a name that people, you know, were established, that was established and people knew. Um, obviously, there was probably some interest with locals or whatnot. But you definitely trickled down the line, started getting highlighted and getting um, featured upon different publications, as well as, of all things, Triple D on the Food Network. So that was yeah. kind of what was it like meeting Guy Fieri and, you know, bringing him in for, you know, for diners, uh, 
sorry, diners, drive-ins and dives. Well, uh, I'll go back to Sandy. So after we opened up, we kind of gave the area a little bit of hope, right? Uh, We quickly opened up and um, uh, it was a spot for people to come to and kind of talk about the renovations and the work that they were going through um, right after Sandy. Uh, The buzz quickly caught on. Our love for food, our passion for food and being creative, you know, kind of stood out. And uh, people really started noticing, you know, like, you know, that that gastro pub style menu that we brought to the table. We also, you know, talking 11 years ago, you know, we really kind of we kind of really put uh, craft beer was really coming on the on, on the scene pretty strong. So uh, we took off from there. And, you know, when when Triple D comes into an area looking to um, showcase any new local restaurants, the buzz was strong with Triple D. And so uh, that's how we got it got our foot in the door uh, as far as being featured on the show. Now, as far as the featuring was concerned, you kept, yeah. so, you know, the, the different, what was it? The triple burger? So, or tr- <laughs> the three way, the three way sandwich. Three way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, the three way sandwich. And, um, sandwich. and the ba- the banger shrimp as your appetizer. The, now, the tequila shrimp bangers. And then we yeah. had the, 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 uh, the turkey apple brie. Yes. featured. Now, I, I have to say that I would try. I would definitely want to try all of them, but I'd probably yeah. because I I love, you know, meat so much. I'd probably lean towards the, the three way delicious. The, yeah, yeah awesome. the three way just because like and, and I think that you also like smother it in barbecue sauce as well. Yeah, we make our own barbecue. You know, we um, you know, we make the pork shoulders in house, the brisket, you know, the peppered uh the, the honey peppered bacon, you know, the homemade slaw. Uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's, a, it's a great sandwich. It really is. It's, uh, it's you know, you, you, know, you got to plan to get messy, you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, given your history in the hospitality industry, like what was it like when you were co- trying to come up with some of the creations that are on the menu? You know, look, this is, uh, I, I got to be honest, uh, the, our menu is a combination of my ideas, uh, Tommy's ideas, chefs that I've had along the way who bring something cool to the table, which we are like, yeah. So we feature a lot of different things on our specials. And every once in a while, you put something on their special and you're like wow people really love this thing and it kind of graduates onto the menu you know so the last 10 years the menu has evolved as to things that have just really made it big on the specials and then they graduate to the menu as a permanent item you know sometimes it's a shame we have things that graduate to the menu but i don't want to make my menu too big so some things have to be sacrificed and they gotta they gotta come off. So you'll see it doesn't matter what you take off the menu. Everyone has their personal favorites. I yeah, I'm I'm sure that they do. Like especially <laughs> like locals that come in probably are like they go after the same thing. But you know, speaking of things that are local, I know that you also offer local um beers and whatnot on tap. So and I believe you have wine on tap. Correct. So uh <clears throat> all of our wine, primarily, you know, when when you're talking about a red, you have a cabernet, a pinot noir. And a, and, and a Merlot and then our whites, Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay and a Sauv Blanc. Everything's on tap, nothing by the bottle. It's easier that way. Believe it or not, it stays fresher and you don't have the waste of the bottles, you know, so it works yeah. out well for us. Yeah. And how do you come about choosing like who, you know, what wines to put on tap? Again, you know, uh, every 
every every once in a while you just change it up a little bit just to to, to change things up uh, just like our beers you know we have uh four rotating handles and you just bring different things in so that people can try and, and uh, there's a lot of seasonal changes too. keep that in mind um you know from spring to summer to from summer to fall and winter you change things up you know you carry heavier beers in the winter you get you carry like more fruit forward and 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 citrus beers during the summer and, just like our know- menu yeah. And I mean, I know you obviously you have two different locations, but like you also added a beer garden, I think, uh, last year or in 2020. We, uh, we added the beer garden because of COVID. So that it was an ounce. But I'm, I, I would assume that that, you know, was beneficial during the summer months. Now, even after COVID is over, the pet, well, not over, but that, you know, we're allowed to socialize more and, you know, sit indoors. I'm sure that, you know, given that it's spring, summer, you know, even into fall, that you're able to utilize that space. Yeah, correct. So like every other restaurant during COVID, we had to really figure out how to, you know, evolve and or grow uh, from the restrictions that were in place. So we decided and a bunch of my buddies that were all union workers, we were pretty bored. So I didn't want to just pop up a tent and say, all right, look, I got an outdoor area. I wanted to really make a point and be a person or an establishment that really kind of set the bar pretty high. Uh, so yeah. we did some serious work outside and uh, we created one of the best local outdoor experiences around. Uh, although it is seasonal, uh, we just op- had our grand opening just this pa- past weekend, you know, to 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 bring in, you know, summer twenty three, and uh, it's been very successful. That's good. And what are some of the events that are that you plan to uh, have throughout this this opening and all outside of just the the grand opening, but um you know, for the season, but yeah. So, you- I mean, we just, we just had our, our, I believe our eighth annual Gilda's club event. We had that last weekend. Uh, we raised something like $28,000, 150,000 year to date. Uh, great charity. Gilda's club is, is wonderful. Uh, we'll do local fundraisers, banquets outside. We work with Lang City High School and some of the local schools to help them raise some money. And then we're just open for business like normal every day from, you know, 11 to 9 or 10 outside. And uh, every Sunday we do have, you know, some uh, some entertainment outside. We have a DJ from South Philly do, uh, playing some, some doo-wop era music. So, you know, some oldies, but, you know, who doesn't like the oldies? And it, it brings in a nice crowd. Which is uh, absolutely, absolutely perfect. perfect. I, I love uh, oldies music myself because I, I yeah, actually cool. play that on yeah I play I play soul soul town music and oldies uh all the time on on my radio when I'm driving so and plus it gives it like a nice vibe like and that's you know part of when you go out to eat you're you have you're building that atmosphere the vibe and having you know a certain kind of feel about the the situation yeah. so I know. think you know well <laughs> I'm not, I'm 44, but it's not my era type music, but you know, who doesn't like doo-wop and, and, and that, you know, that those oldies there, it's good music, good entertainment. Well, you're at the Jersey Shore too, which is, you know, just an extension of South Philadelphia, you know, it's South Philadelphia with sand. So it's, you know, you, you have a lot of that, uh, carryover from that era here. And, you know, the, the passing of Jerry Blavitt this year, there's so many people that are, you know, so nostalgic and want to carry on those good times and those memories. So that really is a great thing. Chef, if I have a question for you. Correct. Go ahead. So you, you and a couple of friends are going to sit down at Bag of Bonds and, you know, just, uh, you know, have a night away or bring it in. 
you know, a couple friends for whatever. What are you ordering? What what you know? What are you going to order for that table? Oh man, um, really put me on the spot here. So we were just featured on Triple D again, but our second location was featured, and and one of the items that seems to be very very popular is our French onion burger. So. It's a French onion soup meets a burger all in one plate. Uh, that seems to be a really popular item right now. And uh, our Spartan Doughboy. It's like an oversized Hot Pocket, except it's a thousand times better. We just take some pizza dough and our Spartan burger with some pork roll, caramelized onions, American cheese, and an 8-ounce um, burger. And then we top it off with some spicy ranch. Uh, every bite on that burger is perfect. Um so just a few of the new items and a few of that made it on to our second airing uh, on uh, Triple D. Well, that's fabulous. And anytime, you know, you, you do well enough to get both your locations featured, you know, that that's an amazing thing. Yeah, it's so, huge, huge being on there twice now. So it's good. Now, from a from a food perspective yes. down there, um, I'm assuming, you know, being a, a short restaurant, you also feature a little bit of, you know, local Jersey produce and things like that, uh, and and a little bit of Philly flavors. What what are your best selling items? Uh, I mean, man, I mean, some of our best. I mean, we really, oh man, I mean, there's. It, it seems like every, it's it's not an extensively big menu, um, and like I said before, everyone has their favorites uh, for what they come in for, you know. Um, but I mean. God, I can't sit here and, and, and say any one thing is better than the next. You come in and you talk to any of the locals and they all have a different thing that they really kind of like, you know, um, our popular items are going to be your given ones. Wings seem to be a top seller at the killer shrimp bangers. You know, we, we do um, Cuban sandwiches uh, seem to really fly well. A lot of our barbecue items seem to uh, sell well. Our 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 our, our ribs, um, you know, the fish and chips is another one that's just man, it's it's right on point. Uh, you know, one of the best fish and chips in town, in my opinion. Um, well, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. You know, it's funny. So I'm the type of person as a chef and somebody who's even a little bit older that has, yeah. you know. I've been involved in the chefs associations and numerous groups that when I travel, when I'm going anywhere, what I do is I'll call the local chefs and I'll say, Hey, where do you guys go? Where are the locals going? Cause I don't want to eat where the tourists are going. I want to eat where the locals are going. Yeah, and, correct. and you know, vagabonds, fish and chips has been given to me for that reason. That's you know? so funny. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, you know, oh man, I, you know, I really I took pride in, in creating that menu. And I we really pride ourselves when we're trying to put out the best food possible. Now, lately, it's been really challenging, you know, getting a hold of product and 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 the, you know, rising cost on everything across the board has made it pretty challenging. But, you know, we, we still we stay consistent. And, uh, and and that's all you can really ask for, man. Yeah. And, you know. That we are certainly all facing that, and we're also facing, you know, the the difficulty too. A lot of times, our clients don't understand what you know what costs are doing right now. How hard it is to operate. I I do a you know I operate a microbrewery, but I also operate a uh, catering venue, and we have a restaurant, and we have a number of stuff. And when I start to talk to people about price increases, they're like, "Well, I don't understand, you know, why 
I, I book, you know, I booked this, you know, and I, and I go through a lot with my venues right now where because of COVID people were just starting to have events that they booked in, in 2019, 20, you know, 2020. And I tell them that there's a price difference. Well, well why? Well, yeah. it's four years later and, yeah. You know, I don't know if you've been to the supermarket lately, but things don't cost the same. Yeah, no, no. You know, and you, you look, all you could do is explain it to them. You know, labor, labor and, and the cost of goods have all significantly gone up. And the only way you're going to stay in business uh, is by passing that cost on to the consumer. Um, if you don't, you'll be out of business. It's It's really that simple. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I mean, fortunately, you are in an area where, you know, your seasonal produce, everything is so readily available and you're going to be able to get beautiful, great, fresh products. And, you know, and, and you know, you, you do have an opportunity to get some, you know, local seafood and things like that. Um, do you try to feature local when you can? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, we we order locally Paris produce right in Pleasantville. You know, uh, we don't go to the big boys like Cisco or U.S. Foods for a, most of our product. You know, I'll use a local company like Westside Meats just down in Cape May. And we'll use local breweries like Tuckahoe and, you know, um, and, and we'll use products right out of Lang City. But yeah, you know, you try to support local as much as possible. You try to support small business as much as possible because, at the end of the day, we're just another small business in town, you know, doing the same. I'm going to jump in here and, and um, like completely redirect you and jump into my favorite thing is, uh, of course, desserts. And I can't get enough of desserts. So what are some of the desserts that you offer? Because, I mean, we spoke about like some of your favorite menu items and some of your customers favorite menu items and, you know, making sure that you purchase local because, you know, you help to support the community in any way, shape or form that you can. But I want to dig into like your just desserts because it's down at the shore. It's so funny. I, I, I used to really, uh, uh, I used to put a lot more time into the desserts and I I don't want to say I shied away from it, but all of our desserts in the past were alcohol infused. You know, we had an Irish carbon cake. We would have a vanilla Porter, like, uh, chocolate cake made with, a, you know, a Breckenridge vanilla porter. And we used to do well with them. It's just kind of fizzled out. And, you know, um, you know, now, you know, we got a molten lava chocolate cake that we warm up and serve with a little vanilla ice cream. We'll do an upside down pineapple cake. That's also served warm with a little vanilla ice cream. Uh, you know, we do, um, um, dessert nachos, which is a nice, cool, uh, uh, dessert, you know, think of nachos but except with ice cream and 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 strawberries and bananas and the hot fudge and the caramel and the ice cream and it's just a big mess that everybody at the table can just jump in and enjoy i mean the messier some food is i feel like it's the better the better it yeah. tastes you know like yeah. when you bite into a burger and it's all juicy and you're like trying not to get it on you but failing miserably or at least maybe that's my experience um <laughs> That's so funny because I, I I love to go out to eat and I don't care how much or how full I am or how much I've eaten. I, I always leave room for dessert. Yeah. Always, every single I, time. I actually know a couple of people who who choose to eat dessert first to first, ensure that. That's, who, that's yeah. how we should all eat. We should eat backwards. Exactly. Enjoy, and, enjoy and, your dessert. And with the salad and with the salad or the appetizer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Because then, you know, that's usually like the lightest thing that you have in front of you is your your appetizer and salad. So I 
I think maybe we we have something with that. <laughs> um, now, I wanted to just ask you, too, because uh, obviously, like you carry like shrimp and I think you carry a cal- calamari dish um, yeah. as well. Do you what other seafood do you have um, as an offering at, in your restaurant? Just because you are shore bound. Yeah. You know, um, we really pride ourselves on our um crab and corn chowder um uh, uh we've been fortunate enough to to win um the chowder contest at seafood festival uh in the past we've been runner up i, I want to say three or four different times we've been able to win it twice so we really pride ourselves on that one um seafood like i said the fish and chips are really popular the tequila shrimp bangers um the fried calamari with the jalapenos a little bit of Parmesan and the tequila banger sauce is a dipping sauce for the calamari is another one that's really, really popular right now. We're also doing little neck, clam, little neck clams with a little bit of chorizo and your choice of a uh, scampi sauce or red marinara. Um, uh, our, um, our crab dip is another one that's great with uh, uh, house-made tri-color tortilla chips for dipping topped off a little pico de gallo. That's a that's a that's a great dish too. Our crabby mac and cheese, another one that's just like damn, you know, rich. The crab, it's 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 good. <laughs> um, and I have to say, like, I would get down with any kind of crab mac and cheese or mac and cheese. And I know that you make uh, that, yeah. And you use one of my favorite pastas, which is cavatelli, and you know, correct. so that nice little swirl on. Yeah, it, it, I feel it, like you it know, picks up the sauce. I I, I believe what sets us apart on that dish is the fact that uh we make it to order order comes in it's made from scratch you know you got the all right the pasta's pre-cooked ahead of time but nobody's gonna tell me that they made that fresh anyway you know and then everything's put together to order you know in the cast iron dish under the broiler with a little bit of uh mixed jack cheese just to get that nice that nice you know crispy brownness over top of it and it's 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 a terrific dish it really is Nice. Um, now, do you, what else do you have going on? Like, okay, what's next for you? Because obviously you were on Triple D again. So I'm sure, you know, you got a, an influx of people attend, you know, checking you out again. Um, yeah. Are you going to try to change up the menu, like add something new? You know, we're we're in the process right now of, of making slight changes to the menu, but nothing drastic. Um uh, there's a very popular French dip uh, that we put on the menu that, that people love for served with a little bit of jus, Swiss cheese, fresh sliced prime rib on a uh, focaccia bread with uh, horseradish dipping sauce. Um, pretty popular dish. Looks like it's going to make it on the menu. We'll have to sacrifice something coming off the menu soon. Um, but I mean, you know, don't look for any other locations. It, it, it's 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 enough running just two spots, you know, <laughs> we're content with where we're at right now. And I mean, I know that you had mentioned some of the uh, community involvement that you in your business partner uh, involve yourself with. Correct. What what are some of the other community in, uh, based events that you throw or things that you do for That's a good question? Uh, I'll start off with uh, Vagabond Charities, you know, our own nonprofit that we set up just about 10 years ago. Um, very proud to say that we've handed out well over $100,000 worth of scholarships to, to, to kids locally. 
Um, and and now since we opened up Bag Harbor Township, we're giving out scholarships out offshore too. So, you know, very proud of that. Um, you know, Operation Warm, we work directly with uh, um, Allstate. Uh, Operation Warm is um, during the winter. We'll, we'll go to a local school and provide them with brand new coats um, through some fundraising that we also do. We, we part, like I said, we partner with Allstate. We partner with Tito's Vodka. We raise a bunch of money and we'll go into a school or two and give every child in, in that school a, a brand new jacket. Um, uh, man, there's so many things that, you know, you do. Um, you just, you know, I think most importantly, you just got to stay involved with the community, giving back. You know, being local and opening up a place, you know, um, um, thankfully becoming successful is nice. But, you know, your responsibility after that is to, you know, uh, set a good example and and, and give back uh, if and when you can. Um, and obviously, like, we would love to help support you in as as much as we can. So let our listeners know how they can find you online and in person. Yeah, I mean, you know, Vagabond AC at um, Hotmail.com or our website. You know, you can go uh, or, or any one of our Facebook pages, Vagabond AC or Vagabond EHT uh, on Facebook and or Instagram. There'll be some QR codes, I think, that pop up on the website that you can link onto that'll send you other places. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're ever at any two of the locations, you know, uh, they have a ton of info there, too, with our right. upcoming events. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Uh, no, thank you. It was nice chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the time to come on and, and, and have a quick chat. Of course. So we will be right back after this short break. Join us on Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-host Gene Blum and Amaris Pollock with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. I am very happy to introduce you to Donna and Kevin McCarthy, who own Anna G's in Margate. Donna and Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. It's actually well, in Vetna. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I have it written down in uh, Margate. Uh, we're uh, a half a block from Margate. Okay. Well, close enough, but still Vetna. Uh, <laughs> still very hard, hard, hard wine in Vetner. But <laughs> um, Margate people are obviously allowed to come visit you and uh, enjoy your Yes. <laughs> um, so Hannah G's, first off, what got you started into the business um, of owning Hannah G's in the first place? So my history is food and beverage, and I was living in New York working for a company. Um, I'm from Vetner. I got pregnant with my daughter, Hannah, and moved back to Vetner. And uh, that's when we opened Hannah G's. And we looked all over the place for different restaurants. And we were done that day and we drove down the street and she goes, that's the restaurant I want to own. And I called a realtor that we're both friendly with and boom, he got it done. Which is always good. Like it's it's good to know people in the business and know the area that you're you know going to be opening in. Because then, you know, like growing up, I'm sure you're well, well versed in you know, summertime, tra- you know, foot traffic versus like the wintertime months. So 
obviously like during the winter time, it's a little bit slower. It's more locals. Um, but during the, the, the summertime, it's, you know, just impacted by a lot of people who are traveling to the shore. So what is, because I looked on your menu and it looked like you guys were like leaning more towards organic foods that are healthier. Like, yes, you still incorporate um, regular like foods where it's like the heavy comfort foods, but what led you to, to lean towards, you know, healthy, like a healthier menu (laughs) as you're pointing to your wife? (laughs) Yeah. So I, yeah, we, we eat very differently, the two of us, and I lean toward organic and healthy. And so, uh, and so do my customers, our customers. So, um, we, we try and have both available because a lot of actual couples, one eats one way and the other eats the other. One eats so, corned beef hash. One eats egg whites with, you know, no cheese and moldy grain toast and whatever. So it it's, we're able to accommodate both. Which is good. Now, I, I have to ask, because I think you have like, um, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to get the name correct, but you have pancakes that are um, power pancakes or something yeah. to that matter. What goes into them to make, or if you're allowed to talk about this, because sometimes, sure. you know, <laughs> chef secrets, but what goes into the pancakes that makes them a little bit more uh, nutritious? So there's, there are organic flowers and there's um, protein, protein powder, flax seed, uh, nonfat, organic, organic cottage cheese with a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> that's, the stuff that's the stuff that would add the protein. And then years ago, a lady comes in and she says, I want uh, gluten-free pancakes. Why are you making gluten-free pancakes? Get out of here. So she came, She said, well, if I bring this stuff in, will you make them for me? And that's really how we got started on the gluten-free. And we've got much bigger than, you know, Donna has changed that menu. And then we're in vegan also. So it's we're getting a lot of vegan and a lot of gluten-free people every day. It's amazing. Yeah, it there definitely a lot in our area. <laughs> there definitely has been an upswing on, you know, individuals especially like in the past 10 years who have switched to gluten-free diets even if it's not something that, you know, a doctor prescribed them. They they decided to, "Hey, let's go gluten-free." It's a huge popular trend yeah. in the food world. So, I'm sure that given you are one of the few restaurants that lean towards that. Cause let's be honest, most shore restaurants are like fried foods that are like high, highly sweet and um, not in any way, shape or form healthy. So it's probably, you're probably seeing a lot of traction as far as, you know, foot traffic is concerned um, for, for healthy individuals. I think that, that, you know, I think with, with the, progression of non-GMO um, foods that people are having more sensitivity to gluten. So uh, even though there are a small percentage of people with actual celiac, I do think that there are people that are intolerant to gluten more so today than even 10 years ago. So yes, it, it comes in handy. It does. And yeah. And, you know, given that you're also a short town, I'm sure, you know, like people, because they're riding their bikes, you know, they're just, they want to be a little bit healthier, you know, in general, especially during the spring and summer months, like taking on that, that attitude of like, we're going to eat healthier. We're going to, you know, go out biking. So I'm sure you see an influx of 
individuals arriving on bikes and, you know, let's see what, what there is to eat today. And I know you offer a wide variety of things. I know you offer omelets, obviously pancakes, um, waffles. I think that there is a waffle that is mom's waffle or mom's organic waffle. So uh, let, let our listeners know, like, what are some of the food items that are like geared towards your dietary desires? So me personally? Yeah, just because I know that there's... So, uh, I don't know. I like a lot of different things. I like things that you're not going to normally see. So, so while we have a regular menu that's pretty large, we have a special board. And a lot of our customers don't even look at the regular menu. They, they go straight to the special board. And on the special board, it allows us to be really creative and use seasonal items, um, you know, just different stuff. You know, a lot of bowls. Um, it, it, it allows us to, to, you know, to keep current without changing the whole menu. Which is always a bonus. And, you know, and I saw that you do have specials and you um, put that up on your website too. So I'm sure that, you know, you write it on the board outside because obviously that catches people's eyes, but, you know, you make sure to include that on, on the internet as well, which is a huge bonus because someone like, I was like, Someone, someone like me, I like to research before I go to an establishment. So a lot of younger people certainly do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we make our own granola. that's gluten-free and uh, that sells like a devil in the summer. I mean, just, <laughs> they love it. I'm sure. So Kevin, given that uh, your wife, Donna is, is obviously more of a health on the health track. What's, what's on the menu that you would be like, okay, this is definitely like hands down. Cause like, obviously I like to eat. Um, <laughs> what would, <laughs> <laughs> what something on the menu that you would if I if I showed up that you were like you need to try this 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 uh, you know it, it depends on the day and the specials that day our menus are you know as you looked at our menu the omelets are very good each way you go down you got the waffles you got the pancakes you got the scrapper you got the bacon you got the pork roll you got the sausages and we sell a lot of different sausages out of different areas of the place you one from Violin, one from Mickleton uh we do a lot of sausages and, and stuff. So it, it really is what you want. You know, you might want a cup of fruit and a, and a corned beef hash and eggs. I, I don't know what you eat. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, corned beef hash, we sell a ton of corned beef hash and eggs. We sell cream chip beef. We sell, you know, and then everything that she puts on the board just sells, you know, it's very rare that it doesn't get sold. So what would be an iconic, like, shore meal? Because for me, like, when I go down to the shore, I'm always looking for, you know, either bagels and cream cheese or I'm looking for like egg white. I, I do egg whites actually when I'm down at the shore. I just feel healthier when I do that. Um, what would be an iconic shore, you know, extravaganza like meal that, you know, you would you would set out? Well, so specific to Jersey is, of course, the pork roll. You know, everyone loves that. And 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 I think really seasonally. It, you know, so people come in the summer, they're looking for sure seasonal items. Um, so, you know, when when corn is in season, you know, we'll do a charred corn and something bowl, you know, tomatoes. You know, we use a lot of the Jersey tomatoes on um, avocado toasts and 
you know, special omelets or sandwiches. So I think really it's about the season um, that you're in, depending on what's on the board. I, so, try, I try to keep it seasonal. So now we're using burrata. We'll start with burrata on the toasts and all that stuff where we don't do that in the spring or the fall. Uh, but And we can do it, but, you know, it's just kind of they don't ask for it at the time. Yeah. And burrata is one of those things where it's a, it's almost like a joy to cut into. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, being that you're also like a Jersey business and you had mentioned the tomatoes, I know that um, a few a few years back, like there was a little bit of a tomato war. But what are some of the, like, obviously, you know, you're going to try to utilize purveyors that are local. Um, what are some of the different community involvements that you guys have or what are, some, you know, who are some of the purveyors that you guys, you know, obtain your ingredients from? So we do, um, Cookie Till does her Margate market in her parking lot. Um, we have been um, purchasing from from that market since Forever. we opened it, yeah. Um, and so we have a great relationship with a lot of the vendors there. Um, and so, and, and there's a lot of specialty items, like there's a guy who does his own jams and jellies. And so we utilize those on charcuterie boards. Or in um, or in omelets or, or toasts or local honey, we use you know a lot of that on you know on certain items. Uh, we do a regatta toast, a whipped regatta toast, and we use a local honey. Um, you know, um, Meralda Farms. I don't know if they're coming back this year, but we uh, buy a lot from them for we, years. We loved them. Um, so we yeah. buy from BF Maggio uh, most of our regular stuff. We buy our bagels from Hot Bagels. <laughs> the best bagels in town. Uh, yeah. to- some of our toast from uh, La Bus in Philadelphia. Okay. And our gluten-free toast comes from a place called uh, Taffet's in Philadelphia on 9th Street. Uh, yeah. And the people love it because it's a huge piece of bread, not a one of them little tiny ones you find in the freezer. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, it It does matter. It matters who you get, you know, your, your um, ingredients from, who you get your supplies from, because it, all like when it all comes together, it, it adds to the flavor profile too. And, you know, fresh of course is best as you would know, Donna, like, I feel like uh, of the two, that's a, that's more of a comment for you, but you know, I, I know utilizing the freshest ingredients is always going to bring a better profile to the foods that you offer. Um, and fresh. I think that's the key. And um, so what are some of, because obviously, you know, Hannah G's, I researched, you don't have a lot of information online, but I know that, you know, your, your restaurant is, the name is based off of your two daughters. So how, what is their role? Have they, you know, participated in? They um, did a lot, but they're out now. <laughs> they want no part of the business. <laughs> <laughs> the G is in, in Charlotte working in a, Got a couple of business down there with a partner. The H, Hannah, is just going to become a nurse in Philadelphia. Oh, nice. Got of, just got out of college. Just graduated. Got a job at a, at a hospital. The kids worked there For when years. they were young, very young. And they, they you know, they uh, supported themselves through uh, vacations and stuff, through working at Hannah G's. But um, as as I'm sure you know, the business is a lot, especially in the summer. Um and if it's not your passion, then, you know, 
you need to pick something else. And so that's what both of them did. So Hannah will come in and she used to work all summer and then she decided not to work on the floor because everybody just wanted to talk to her. What are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? What's blah, 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 blah. She couldn't take it. So she just sat at the cash register and wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't wait on people anymore. They, they're, the girls, they love her. The girls pull. And so she felt like she couldn't pull her yeah. weight because everybody talked <laughs> everyone to her. was talking to her. And she started, she started working there early. Which, you know, obviously if it's a family business, everybody kind of, and especially the locals that come in, they get to know it. To, to know all of you. And, and that matters too, because then everybody has, you know, their favorite dishes. They know your menu. They know you. They feel comfortable. It's kind of like a family environment. Yeah, I mean, when, they, so. when they come in, I know what they're ordering. <laughs> and then, well, how do you know that? How do I remember? I, I see it every every week. I mean, I see what you order. And, you know, and that matters, too, because that makes, you know, your your guests, your visitor, visitors, especially if they're frequent visitors, you know, feel more at home, too, and yeah. at ease. Yeah. So um, what off the top of your heads, what is one of your favorite, Donna? Um, what's one of your favorite meals? One of my favorite meals? Hmm. I like I like our Lola bowl. It's uh, brown rice, um, black beans, uh, homemade salsa, homemade guac, um, uh, cheddar cheese, and eggs any style. Nice. I I love put adding cheese to stuff. So, and cheddar is definitely a good one because it has a lot of uh, uh, piquantness on your on your palate. You, um, and then Kevin, if. It, if you were to go in, you know, what's your favorite meal? I'm just really an egg guy. Just some eggs, maybe a little piece of pork roll. Once in a while, scrapple. Once a month, scrapple. <laughs> I don't, and I don't eat. I used to eat omelets all the time, but now I, I just, you know, I don't eat them now. I'll have a piece of toast. I have, you know, I I don't eat a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you're there working. That's right. Um, so what's like moving forward into the summer months since we are, cause you know, it's Memorial day weekend. Um, obviously everybody's out there celebrating, you know, I'm sure you had a busy weekend. One um, of the busiest. Yeah. So what, what's some of the stuff that you're looking forward to this summer? <laughs> Who knows? You know, we do a lot of catering and, uh, Don is just getting beat up with catering and and and, and questions and answers and that. so it, it gets to be a tough you know you get seven to two and then you go you know so it, you know there's sometimes there's three parties in one night or two parties in one night so it, it's very hard on her and I I'm the grunt I have to go get out the stuff she needs and that's how we work obviously um, and you know as far as catering orders are concerned is. You know, is is that something where if I have a large party, like, can I come to your business and have it catered? Or, you know, is this something where I'm just ordering the catering off of a catering menu and having it delivered so or picking full, it up? We're, we're full service and we accommodate, we're custom. So like if you're having dinner for 10 and you just <sighs> up, you can do that. Or if you're having a wedding and you need, you know, full service with rentals and 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 all of that we do that too um so i think it's because we're we're customizable that uh it works and that's that's a brilliant thing now um as far as your hours of operation are like uh for your business how how often are you open and i i am aware that you're open all year six days a week seven to two 
We close on Tuesdays. We're closed Tuesdays. After pandemic, we lost kitchen staff and we have not been able to recover from that. So we had to close on Tuesdays. Gotcha. So thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. But for our listeners, where can they find you online and also in person? Anagies.com. 7310 Vetner Avenue in Vetner. All right. And thank you again for joining us. And if you see me in in your store, let let me let you know ahead of time. Just bring me an entire pot of coffee. That's <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, dear. No problem. Have a nice <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during Drive Time Radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com. Well, welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. This being Memorial Day weekend uh we find it very fitting that we pay a little bit of tribute to what this weekend really is all about and yes it is the unofficial kickoff of summer and yes it is when polls open and yes it is when we really celebrate by grilling and having barbecue and great foods and you know parties with friends and family but today is this weekend is so 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 much more i love a quote that says the courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live, taking the form of readiness to die. And to all those who have lost family uh, through war, for all those who have served our country and given the ultimate sacrifice, we at Food Farms and Chefs, Ambrose and I, the production team, and everyone involved want to say thank you to all those who've served that being said um and and getting over that little bit of somberness let's talk a little bit about memorial day for those people who may not really know what today is today actually goes back or this weekend goes back a long period of time uh you know memorial day was originally decoration day in america um in May, early May of uh, 1868, John Logan, who was the commander, he was pretty much the Secretary of Defense at the time, declared May 30th Decoration Day. And the idea was to put flowers and decor on Civil War graves. Many, many, many towns um, claim to be, you know, the birthplace of Decoration Day and stuff. Uh, you know, unofficially and by a presidential statement uh, made many years ago, Waterloo, New York, actually is that place that they say did it, but many other towns agree with it. But, you know, it took root in the northern states. It was a big thing in northern states, but it was celebrating Civil War graves. So the South didn't really buy into it very much until World War One came around and then we started doing it on the graves of all soldiers who were killed in action. And then in 1971, it became a national holiday and it was moved to the nearest Monday, which is when we are recording today, you know, Memorial Day. It, it drew a lot of controversy. Uh, it, was, it was interesting in that the American Legion and some other veterans groups really – 
they want it to be, you know, the state of 30th. They, they want it to be a single day. They don't want it to be a long holiday. And, and, and I get that because they feel that in being this long holiday, we forget what today is. Today is not about, you know, relaxation and celebration. It is about remembrance and paying tribute to those who gave everything. And for all those who have done that, again, we say thank you. But as we are food farms and chefs, um, we need to talk a little bit about the foods that people are enjoying in Memorial Day. And a little bit of fascination about this, Amaris, I, I know you're going to have some very diverse uh, things going on. But, you know, if you take a look down at the most common foods served at Memorial Day, you'll really see a great melting pot of what America is. So you start with hamburgers, certainly a quintessential American food. You know, hamburgers are just everything that we talk about, you know, uh, whether it's Midwest or Texas beef or whatever, ground up, you know, whether you put cheese on it or whatever toppings you put on it, but hamburgers, that that general quintessential thing. But hot dogs, <laughs> hot dogs are really here because of the, you know, German, Im, you know, immigrant population and the immigrant population coming to America with sausages and things like that. And and it really took a foothold. It became hot dogs that, you know, quintessential, uh, you know, second meat for the grill and then barbecue. You know, how do you how do you not love ribs or chicken or pulled pork or any type of barbecue? And I can go on and on and on and have for on and on and on uh, talked about barbecue on this show. But, you know, a tribute to our African-American Southern heritage, uh, you know, our island heritage with barbecue. Corn on the cob. You know, everybody's mm. running to get corn on the cob. But really a tribute to our Native American culture here. You know, and then coleslaw, potato salad, those side dishes that are really uh, – you know, a nod to our European roots. Both of those items come with very strong European influence um, and, and come to America. So, you know, and then when you add in, you know, grilled chicken, you get, you know, that that mid-20th century uh, marvel of the chicken breast that we know, you know, a little bit different than, you know, early in the century that absorbs any marinade you put on and can be used with everything. So, you know, that being said, very different than my three that I'm going to go with. So my barbecue, uh, potato salad, absolutely love it, but with a little bit of green goddess. And if I'm firing up the grill, I love a lamb burger. You know, good grilled lamb has just enough moisture in it to make a great product. And then for my you know other side dish, I like a little bit of grilled watermelon with a little bit of salt on it. Just an absolute fabulous thing. Amaris, where are you going for barbecue? What are you having or, or for Memorial Day? I mean, I have to I have to honestly say it's all about sides for me. Uh, you had mentioned corn. I we grill our corn. Um, I, I've actually come up with a uh, seasoning that I rub onto the corn before, you know, putting it on the grill uh, that just it's kind of like sweet salty and and has like that nice um savory you know because it's got paprika in it it's obviously salt it's got a little bit of um sugar you know it's just a great combination where it has you know cayenne pepper like it 
it makes the the grilled corn, which brings out obviously the caramelization of the corn um, and the sweetness. Uh, it just, it's perfect as a side for, you know, the hamburgers or, you know, steak. I love steak. Um, medium rare and, you know, per, is my preference, but then, you know, for me again, it's the side. So I make a pasta salad that, you know, goes over really well because I, I make it as a base. I, you know, I take, um, kielbasa and I take, oh, sorry, andouille sausage and I kind of saute them. So it kind of blooms the flavor a little bit and gives it a smoky taste um, along with some, you know, finely chopped onions, some bell peppers that are cut up. Um, you know, <laughs> my father who I frequently eat with, he doesn't like cheese. So I have to make, you know, make it as a base and then add cheese, you know, cube cheese for myself. Um, and then, Sometimes I add garlic, sometimes I don't, it depends, but then I, I leave it as is just because, you know, whatever, you know, you want to add to it to give it that last, you know, bit of flavoring, whether it's like plain or you add dressing to it of some sort. Um, it, it's just absolutely perfect. Uh, and you know, something that's iconic for Memorial day picnics and, and whatnot. So Unfortunately, we have run out of time and I want to just, you know, second Jean on saying thank you for your service to all of the men and women who have served our country um, and just happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy start of the summer, the unofficial start of the summer. And I just hope everybody, you know, stay safe and, and you know, remember somebody and says thank you to someone who has served your country. And everyone have a great, safe remainder of the holiday. And we will see everybody next week. To listen to the rest of Food Farms and Chefs, tune your HD radio to 97.5 WPEN HD2 or stream live from WWDBAM.com. 